Welcome to episode 67, Asking for What You Want. This is going to be a really interesting podcast. I think a lot of people are at the place of frustration or burnout or just not happy at the fact that they're not asking for what they want. So I'll give a little bit of background on how I got to this topic. I did a coaching call this week for an amazing esthetician. She's a six-figure esthetician, but she's burned out. And this was not the first coaching call we had. It was about six months ago. We had the previous one and we started really discussing in our first coaching call, the question I always ask everyone when I work with them, what is it that you want? You know, and give it to me real and raw. Don't hold back. How much do you want to charge? What do you want? How much do you want to make? How much products do you want to sell? How many clients do you want to see in a day? Like we go over all of these different things. And um, six months ago, it was this. And six months later, now that we're having our second coaching call, just to reiterate, she's doing all the work. She's burned out. And so as I'm going along and we're talking and we're going over things that have been in place, things that are working well, things that aren't working well, when do we expand? When do we hire? All of these different things. I really just told her, you're frustrated not because of what you are doing or how much it is or how overwhelming it is. You're frustrated because you have not asked for actually what you want. And in doing the work, especially in aesthetics, we are doing physically, we're doing the work. So when we know that clients are coming, we know we're building those relationships, but we're not getting what we asked for. We get frustrated because in that ask, we're specifically holding back from really getting what we want and what we deserve. And then it also goes into our money relationship. It goes into how we view ourselves. It goes into sometimes lack of confidence. But for me, I've always been very open and honest in how I got to the $95 uh, Brazilian and the $250 facial. And if I were to go back to the treatment room today, it would totally be a $500 facial easily. And I would totally be $150, $200 Brazilian. That's just me. But I, I think that when you start understanding that asking for what you want means you're getting what you should be commanding, it takes the stress away. When you get what you ask for, the stress moves away. You ask for it, you got it. And now there's really no kind of buildup. A lot of estheticians that I talk to that I work with, they're so nervous to ask for the dollar they're commanding. And then when they ask for it and they receive it, they're like, oh, I should have asked for it a long time ago. And I always come back with this simple question. How do you expect to get what you want if you do not ask for it? How does that happen? Raising your prices coincides with your years of experience, the training that you've invested in. So why not ask for more? If you were on a job and you were not running your business, you would get a yearly raise. Automatic. But why is it so hard for us to automatically give ourselves a yearly raise? Oh, because we feel we need to justify it. I went away from justifying my raises. Every January, the price is going up. I don't need to tell you why. I don't need to explain. I don't even need to go into the economics of what's happening in the world. It just is. 
And then when people would say, oh, wow, you know, you've gone up or, oh, wow, I didn't know it would go to this price. I would just say, yep. And I would not elaborate beyond that. Some of you feel you have to justify, you're going to discuss why, you're going to show them how you got there. And I don't even go, I don't, I don't need to. Because the one thing that I will always stick by and will always say, if there is a client who's been coming to you and they get upset at the price that you're asking, then they will never your core client. And they will make room for someone who will become your core client. New clients who come in at your commanding cost, that's all they know. So I'm not going to justify, explain, break it down, write it down to help people understand. And if I had someone who I felt I could have like a really great open conversation with and they were a very long time client or I had a great rapport, on occasion, I would kind of go, I, I, you know, just kind of go there. You got a raise, right? So I'm not supposed to. And then that would really end the conversation. Like I wasn't, I wasn't combative. I wasn't um, trying to confront someone to like, you know, be snarky. I wasn't that way. I was very, very clear, especially when I went from 125 to 250. It really showed me who my clients were. Even when I was at 250, um, right before I left, I went up to, did I go up to 275 or 295? I think it was 295. And I had people that even, you know, questioned that. I had one person that really just said, oh, I can't afford it no more. No problem. I didn't argue. I didn't come back and say, well, let's, you know, figure this out or let's do this. I'm not going to do that. I really didn't. And, you know, it may be my personality. It may be the confidence that I have in what I offer because I know that no one's going to be able to do what I do or offer it the way I do or deliver it the way I can. So, you know, I'm not saying this to be conceited. I'm just saying I'm very confident in the skills, the knowledge, the expertise that I have. But I'm not going to argue with what I'm commanding. And I think that's the thing that gets people really, um, when I work with them, they're really kind of discouraged at, at being very firm in what they're asking for. But the flip side of that is the frustration of knowing that I, that you could have asked for what you wanted and gotten it. And it's very eye-opening to me, the amount of people who are undervaluing themselves overworking themselves all because they feel that they don't want to, you know, lose a client, quote unquote. And I always say, you don't lose clients. Everything has a season, right? If a client is having some issues of, of giving what you're asking for, for that moment, they may not be able to, and I have to be okay with letting them go. I really do. And that was not even the hardest part about asking for what I want. It wasn't the losing of the clients. What made me really excited was the new clients that I was introduced to, whether I was doing a client appreciation event or whether I was doing a bring a friend event. Those were the things that I was excited for because new people coming into the business, that was where they started. There was no question, right? There was no confusion. 
So that is what I always kept in my mind. Like, oh, well, you know, new clients who come to the business, this is the, this is the price. So I would be excited for that because I always said clients that I lost or that moved on was making room for the new clients who had no place to complain because this is the price. And that is really how I looked at it every time I did a price increase. That's how I looked at it every time I did an event, especially a bring a friend, because bring a friend events in my business was so popular, like super, super, super popular. And I loved doing the bring a friend events because they br- my core brought their friends and they did the work for me. They told them, oh, no, you got to sign up for this package because Stephanie's only doing it at this event. Or you got to make your first three appointments because she's only going to do this here. You got to buy this because this is what I use. You use this. Stephanie, did they need this? Mm-hmm. Yep. You get this and this and that. They did all the sales for me. It was so easy. I loved it. I loved to bring a friend events, right? But that's what made me even more confident was because when I did a bring a friend event, that bring a friend instantly became a client. And that was the price. There was no question. There was no, oh, that's how much it is. No, because the friend was like, oh, no, you got to get in with Stephanie. She's going to take good care of you. And guess what? The friend became a client. So the next time I did another bring a friend event, now I had two clients bringing two more new clients. Like that's what kept my mind very focused on the goal, asking for what I wanted, and then understanding that with my time, my expertise, and my education, I deserved it. That was it. So when I say things in that way, I do think that people kind of get it, especially estheticians. They get it a little bit more, but they still have this workup, this buildup, this anxiety around asking for what they want. And then when they do at finally do it after some pushing, they're relieved and then they're disappointed that they didn't do it earlier because it could have saved all of that stress, all of that anxiety that was just building up because, oh, it's getting ready to be January. Oh, I got to ask for a raise. No, it's it's a proud thing. Be proud of that. But asking for what you want is the only way you get what you want. My mother has always said, a closed mouth does not get fed. So if people are not aware of what you are commanding or what you want to command, then I, I don't quite understand. And then those of you who have been stuck in a place of you have a consistent clientele, but you will not do a raise, that is your issue. Everywhere else those clients go to, they are paying increases. But you have decided that you're not going to do a raise because you are afraid of losing them, even though outside of your business, they are paying other people what they're asking and what they're commanding. It's a you problem. It's a you issue. You've made it an issue. And then in turn, you get frustrated. You get frustrated with the full books. You get frustrated with the possibility that you could have made more. You get frustrated because you are stuck and you're stuck because you have made yourself be stuck. There is no industry that does not have increase, especially when demand changes and especially when products, especially since COVID, there has been a very big increase on the cost of products. 
but you don't want to reflect that because you're afraid to lose a client. That's your problem. You know, I'm real direct and to the point. That's, that's, that's your problem. If you actually did your cost per service worksheet, you would know that you would need to have an increase based on just the cost of doing the services you're offering. But you don't want to have that. What you want to do is you want to justify why you should not have a raise. And then someone like me comes in and just says, none of this makes sense. This is an issue that you have made. The cost of doing business has increases. That's it. And, and, and I love being that clear, but I love it when estheticians finally realize that asking for what they want takes a lot of stress away. It really does. And then from there, we do the things. We do the client appreciations. We do the random gifts on certain days. We do, you know, during the holidays when we talk about gift certificate sales and we talk about our 20% and we talk about showing them gratitude. And, you know, it's it's all those fun things that we do to build the relationship, right? But some of you aren't doing those things. We are in the relationship business. So there's always things that we have to do to encourage that relationship. If you're not in the esthetician business community, if you're not taking any of my masterclasses, then you're missing out because there's very subtle things that you can do in your business to strengthen that relationship. And many of you are so overwhelmed at trying to focus on getting new clients when you have an amazing clientele, you just need to nurture it a little bit. That's why getting your Facebook group is nurturing it. Doing random, you know, uh, cake pop days is nurturing it. A good friend of mine who's passed on, her name is Katie. She had an amazing waxing studio. It's still open in the Fort Worth area, but she was the queen of doing events to show appreciation all year long. She had some that she would do for a month every Wednesday. Every client would get a Bellini who had late appointments to build a certain day. So she would have that on days that were slow and she would build that day because everybody got a Bellini. She would randomly do a cake pop for people. She would randomly do gifts. She always did client appreciation events. She did bring a friend events, but she was amazing at growing her clientele to become so consistent and so... um consistent and and strengthening in that relationship that it was very um, it was wonderful to watch and a lot of things that she's done she's passed on she passed on um almost 7 years ago right when i moved here to dallas she passed on unexpectedly but watching her business since she had been with Smooth Skin Supply was amazing because just the simple things that she was doing to show gratitude to all of her clients. She went from a room, one room location to a six room location with full staff, like, and two locations just to see how she was fostering that relationship was amazing to watch. And then, you know, my point of view, when I'm coaching people, I'm like, look, there is a way to truly authentically grow, grow your clientele, get what you're asking for, but in turn, you need to show appreciation. Appreciation events are great. Bring a friend are great, events are great. But where's the random? 
Where's the one-off? Where's the surprise donuts in the morning for your morning folks? How do you build, you know, days that or a certain day that is just slow? What event can you do specifically for those folks who just show up? And then they become a part of the regular appreciation events. Like there's so many things in your business that you can do to cultivate your clientele, but many of you focus on getting new. And I've said this for a very long time. If you have a great core clientele that is consistent, that refers, when you throw events, they show up. When you tell them to bring a friend, they bring a friend then you really should not be focusing on new client deals, new client specials, new client promotions. That really shouldn't be your focus. It should be on cultivating what you already have. And asking for what you want comes from understanding, right? That there is a certain level that you need to have to also live as well. And you deserve it based on your education, based on your time spent, based on the continuing education that you do. So I hope this podcast really gives you some inspiration to start really asking for what you want. There is no other way around it. I really hope that you take some of the things that I've been saying in my different podcasts and start applying them because just listening with no action does not, it doesn't really do anything. You know, there's a lot of folks that I see, I'm still in a few groups and I have of my own, but you know, it's slow. It's not slow for people who are doing the things. And the people that are in my esthetician business community, which I always encourage you to join, they are not slow. They are busy, but they're also doing the things that I'm encouraging them to do. So I am that accountability partner. I'm the one that's challenging them on certain things. And every week we have a different challenge. I'm sending out those reminders that they need to do those things. Like right now we're in that client appreciation thing. So if you're going to not do Black Friday or Cyber Monday, then you need to have a client appreciation event and that can take the place of it. But if you're going to have a Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you need to do some things now. Like this is the time you start marketing and advertising. Like I'm the one that is keeping them accountable, sending out those reminders making sure that they're doing it. And then they have things that they need to do with me to make sure they're also doing the things. If you're that type of esthetician and you need that nudge, I would encourage you to join. You're not going to get it on your own. And I've said this many times. I have had multiple coaches, especially during my journey to getting where I am. And they have all had a space. They've all had a space to cultivate my growth and push me outside of my comfort zone. You don't get growth being comfortable. You get growth being pushed out your comfort zone and being uncomfortable. So I hope that this gets you to the place where you really start thinking about, you know, things that are happening in your business. You may need an accountability partner. And if you do join us, I'll keep it short and simple. All right, guys, until Next time, 